Hello, this is Get Up and Grow Girl, a podcast for ambitious go-getters who just want to be their best damn selves. We have all the tools and together we're going to learn how to use them because I'm going to speak to a variety of experts in fitness, business, mindset and more because successful people are made and not born. So get up and grow, girl. So in today's episode, I speak to Arjun from Free Soul Sisters. Me and Arjun met about a year ago digitally, and then we met just recently. And I love this conversation with him because it really showed that there kind of is no such thing as waiting for the right time. I think we always think that to be an entrepreneur, to do something on your own, you need to wait until the time is right, until you know as much as you can, until you have all the experience you need to run a business. And I think what was so clear is that that time will never come. Because running a business entails so many different things, there will just never be a right time. You'll never know everything that you need to know. And this talk was so enlightening because it just showed that you just have to sometimes get started. You have to just start and you can learn whatever you need to learn on the way. That's not to say that there isn't a value in obviously taking some time to get what experience you can get. But I think Arjun's story is really inspiring because it shows that hard work, determination and a willingness to learn, which is exactly what makes the foundation of Get Up and Grow Girl, can take you so far. So enough from me, I'll let you hear it from him. Hello, so I'm here with Arjun, uh, founder of my favourite protein brand, Free Soul. Um, me and Arjun met, well, we only just met really. We met yeah, the other week. digitally about a year ago, just as you were starting your yeah. your venture. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and what you do at Free Soul? So in terms of what I do, my label is CEO, but in terms of what I do, it's totally varied. So today, for instance, take as an example, um, I had two meetings in the morning. One of them was talking about finance and the state of the business. And the other one was talking about ideas. And now I'm here recording a content, you know, podcast <laughs> piece. So it's very, very varied. And I think that's what's, that, that is what is fun about it. Um, my role has sort of changed from month one to now going into year two a little bit. Um, I think what we've noticed is that all of our days for everyone who's here at FreeSol has more structure to it. We all know that we're responsible for certain parts of the business. We're, we're all in charge of certain parts of the business. Um, and I think my job is moving more towards coordination. Um, so I'll spend a lot of time now out of the office, an increasing amount of time Um and, you know, coming up with a few ideas and, and the direction of the company, that, that really is my my core role. Um, but that's by no means restrictive. The other day I had like boxes and boxes in my car. We were packing X, Y, Z. So it's a very, very role. And I think that's what's fun about it as well. Yeah, I think that's probably part of the excitement, isn't it? Is that yeah, it's just sure. always going to be the role of a founder, CEO. Sure. You're going to have to dip in and out of different yeah. areas. Yeah. Um, do Would you say that was very different in the beginning? I think, to be honest, it's become uh, less varied as we go on, um, because in the beginning, there was only me. I was working to like three in the morning <laughs> every day. Um, then I phoned up my friend Niral, who had just finished his master's degree. Um, and he ended, long story short, he ended up joining. Um, so he's he then became accountable for certain roles. Then Afsa came along, she became accountable for certain roles. So in a way, my role has become more narrow as time goes along, because 
um, everyone else takes their responsibility in the business. So I think it was more varied to begin with. So you're responsible for more parts. Um, but as time goes on, we become more focused. Yeah. And would you say as a, you know, as a business leader or as a entrepreneur, do you find that difficult to sort of let let go of certain bits of the business and delegate out and know that you can't do everything by yourself as it's sort of your baby? Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And well, yes and no. Um the team isn't at a hundred people capacity and that I literally don't see some parts of the business. I still see all parts of the business as does everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's not a concern when you're working with the right people. So I know my numbers are in safe hands. I know the contents in safe hands for et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not stressed about that. Um, and it allows me to concentrate on the things that I feel I'm better at as well. So I think that's, that's a positive really. Yeah. I think that's really valuable. The insight of, being very careful who you work with and if you are working with the right people then there won't be those kind of feelings exactly of, yeah. yeah um so how did you come up with the concepts and how did you launch free soul so i always ask that question because it's a little bit um it's a little bit inverse that a guy has started a female supplement yeah. company um so essentially when i was in my previous role which is in finance my dad actually fell sick um and my mom started taking these protein shakes and started going to the gym to sort of cope with the stress Um, And it was at that time I started looking at the market, looking at the formulations and the blends. um, And I really felt strongly that people, these companies were not necessarily innovating towards female health. There was nothing specific or particular um, to what was out there in the market, in what was out there in the market that was specific to female health. Um, There were just protein companies that were branded quite prettily. Um, So that's where I felt innovation lacked. And so I felt so strongly about that, that I quit my job. Um, and I started working with someone, someone called Dr. Adam Gundiff. So he's a really senior nutritionist in the UK. And he's the guy that's come up with the formulations for all of our blends after like rigorous testing, uh, feedback groups, reports, all those sort of things, peer review studies. Um, and so we really are the first in kind in terms of um, a protein supplement company that is genuinely innovative towards female health, female wellness, um, in a way that simply isn't being done by our competitors. Um so as you know, you, you look at the front of our pouches and we have all the way those added ingredients from maca to ginseng to yeah. the B vitamin blend. These are all in there for a reason um, to positively impact female health. And it's also what we've excluded from all of our blends. So there's no gluten, there's no soy, there's no cheap fillers in there. Um, so it's an ultra high quality blend that's genuinely innovative towards female health. Yeah, I mean, that's I think, you know, that's what drew my attention to the brand Yeah, is that not I mean, being in the industry, in the fitness industry, I would be very, very aware of all the different brands offering yeah. supplements. But there wasn't really anyone who would ever notice that and thought about the impact on hormone balance Yeah. Um, in terms of those added ingredients that you were speaking about. Sure. So, yeah, I think that's really great. Um, is it safe to say then that you didn't always want to be an entrepreneur, but maybe it kind of fell on you when you found this gap that you're really passionate about and no for as long as I can remember I've wanted to run my own business okay. like always 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 um but I didn't want to do it for the sake of doing it yeah. um and I also valued the opportunity to um speak to a lot of people uh, learn you know from my previous role uh, learn from people I knew and then this sort of um silver lining from a bad opportunity came about and I thought that it was good enough that I should quit my job and and so I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but the opportunity sort of presented itself at that moment. Yeah, I think that's really wise as well. And something I've probably learned through my own sort of entrepreneurial escapades is that 
wanting to be knowing you want to be an entrepreneur is is all well and good but you have to be sure that you know which industry you want to do yeah do that sure. in and because you have to feel passionate about it um and I've always been passionate about fitness about health and so the two really match well with each other and so when you're doing something that you enjoy and that you feel is genuinely benefiting society it doesn't feel um like you're you're carving out a certain aspect of your life because obviously your social life suffers <laughs> I've run out of friends run out of things to do in the evening I'm basically here all the time and that's fine because I actually enjoy what I'm yeah. doing um, and I believe in the product and the vision um, and so yeah exactly as long as you're passionate about it and you enjoy it I think it's great yeah so sort of side route then in mm. terms of what you just mentioned do you feel that your social life so to speak or your your personal life yeah suffers from well it depends how you look at it if you if you value number of friends then 100% it suffers because it that will drop to near to nothing because you don't have the time to go out and meet people and also yeah. when you do have time you're so tired that you don't want to go out mm -hmm. and you have to give time to your family or if you're in a relationship that kind of stuff so yeah in terms of numbers it does suffer but equally you gain so much in terms of you're you're actually doing something that you believe in so just a question for you. When you hop on the train, how many people do you think on that carriage really believe in what they're doing every single day? Very small. Minuscule. I was yeah. on the train earlier today and most people look really unhappy. Yeah. And that, when I was on the way to Canary Wharf every day, scared the hell out of me. I was really scared that, you know, I'd end up doing something that I just did not believe in. Mm -hmm. And so this opportunity presented itself. And although you lose in certain elements, you gain massively in other departments. So I enjoy coming to work. I believe in what I do. I enjoy the people I work with. All those certain things, it's a net-net gain for me. But that depends yeah. on the individual. I agree with that 100%. I think the older I get, the more my value of what makes a happy life or a successful life changes because I think we spend so much so much of our life working, everyone does, if they're self-employed or not, Yeah. that if it's not something you believe in and that's the majority of your life taken up, I think exactly. we tend to think of it in society the other way in terms of that, how much time do we have spend living with our family and yeah. you know on weekends but for me I want to live all day every day I want yeah. to live what I do and not just wait for that time exactly when yeah. I leave work so yeah. that makes a lot of sense um so you mentioned that you quit your job to run freestyle yeah so can you maybe walk us through your career and what you did leading up to it's this a, point it's a very very short story <laughs> because I'm only 25 now so um I was in uni at Nottingham did economics after that I went into investment banking did that, specialized in M&A. After that, long story short, came and joined FreeSoul. So it, it's a very short story, um, but I'm conscious that time flies. And so that, you know, the next five, 10 X years is what I want to focus on in terms of career, because most of our careers haven't happened yet. And that's a fantastic thing. Um, so up to this point, it's been experiences, learning, practice, all that kind of stuff. But I feel that our chapter one is the day we open FreeSoul. So that's what I'm looking forward to most in terms of career growth. Sure. So despite it being quite a short time mm. um, that you've been an entrepreneur, what would you say is the most important thing you've learned during that time? There's so many things. I think we learn something every single day. Um, I think number one, though, is patience. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. So mm -hmm. the things, the vision that we have for the company, um, the things that we want to realize, it's going to take time. And I think year one or the early months, you want things to happen quickly, 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 because we as a generation are relatively impatient. Um, so I always have to remind myself for the things that we want to achieve, we have to be patient and we have to take decisions, not what 
not based upon what we want to achieve this month, next month, next month. We are making decisions here today based on what we want to be in five years time. And that's something that we used to tell everyone, you know, month one that, yeah, we, we think long term, but truly we didn't. But now I can say with full confidence, we think with a very long term vision and everything that we do is geared towards the next five or 10 years. Um, so the number one thing is patience, I think. Okay. And hard work. That goes without saying. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so would you say there's anything that maybe you've experienced in terms of or you've realized was needed from you that you didn't expect um, in terms of you didn't expect that an entrepreneur would or your entrepreneurial journey would need that, require that from you? Yeah, it's sort of um, a, a joke. That's not really a joke. We always joke about um, running out of inventory in the office. So the products have been so popular, not literally in the office, but uh, in, in our warehouse, the, pop, the products have been so popular that we sell through them very, very quickly. Oh. So a problem that we have is, is forecasting our demand far, far down enough that we have enough stock to keep us going because people want to buy it and we don't want to be out of stock because then we have nothing to, yeah. to sell and people won't get our products and they won't feel the benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't entail that element. I didn't entail having the problem that we would sell too quickly. Um, it's a great problem to have, but it really is a problem that we're trying to, you know, understand better so that we can avoid having it going forward. Um, everyone seems to love our vegan blends in particular. So you it's hard it. to know, being such a young company, how many, sh how, how heavily should we invest in our inventory such that, you know, we're able to hold a healthy amount of stock going forward? Um, I never thought that that would be a problem that we would have. So we're blessed in that sense. But equally, we need to get a grip on it. I feel we, we now have, which is great. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's definitely a good problem to have. It shows that you're doing something right. Um, but that in itself is something that, I mean, it's merchandising effectively, isn't it? Knowing which quantities of which products mm. to buy. Is that something that you had any experience of or had any idea how to make those decisions before you were thrown into it? No, so we don't. We didn't know how to do any of the stuff that we're doing month one. The stuff that we're doing today, we had never, ever done before. Um, because all of us have roles that, that are outside e-commerce and fitness effectively. And I think that's totally fine. Part of what we do and part of what a lot of young business people do or even older business people do is learn while they're on the job. Um, being able to do that means that you can think with an open mind and that you can think without any kind of previous misconceptions. Um, and I think that's fine. We knew that when we were going into this, we're going to have to do things that we simply haven't done before, and that's just part of the job. And that, that still happens to this day. We're trying to figure something out. No one knows how to do it yet. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we do figure it out because that's that's just in the job title. We have to th think on the spot and be uh, nimble and agile in our thinking. Yeah, and I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, the whole you know concept behind Get Up and Grow Girl is just that, that we're always growing. And yeah. you're going to learn from every time you have to do something which you have no idea how to do. You're going to come out having gained yeah, experience and learn for something. sure. And even the stuff that you might find trivial, like I could tell you all about, you know, cardboard boxes right now. <laughs> and I had no experience in cardboard boxes up to this point. But you learn a, a massive kind of broad spectrum of knowledge. You gain all that knowledge. And it's amazing when it all comes together and you can see clearly after gaining all that knowledge. Um, but I think you have to expect to not know everything going into it. Definitely. Um, and that, that's an important one because day one, you might think I know all about X, Y, Z, but I think if you're going into it knowing that really I don't know too much about these topics, you're going to end up learning more and probably performing a bit better as well. So having an open mind. Yeah, having good. an open mind and being self-aware. Uh, that's not to say we're totally self-aware, but we're working on it. Yeah. 
I guess it's it's a humbling experience as well, being able to yeah. accept that actually I don't know this or maybe, yeah. or even maybe I was wrong about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so what is your dream for FreeSoul going yeah. forward? So the vision for FreeSoul is to be the go-to provider of female nutrition and supplements internationally. So when you look at brands like Sweaty Betty, um, I would say that they're one of the market leaders in terms of cool apparel for women. From an outside-in perspective, obviously, we're not in apparel, but we want the equivalent for free, so we are definitely working towards that. When we when we try our products, when we listen to the feedback that we're getting from consumers, when we hear about the impact we're making in their lives, our impact is to deliver that to as many people as we possibly can because we can see that impact on people's lives. Um, so that is the vision. Amazing. And so stepping back a little bit, um, we spoke about you know not knowing a lot of the things that you where you needed to know to run the business or having to learn those along yeah. the way. So is there anything in particular, whether that be resources or people or or even ways that you worked around that, things mm. that you came up with to work around that sort of maybe slight gap in knowledge that you could share with listeners about how to, you know, we're all doing our own sort of yeah. thing and everyone's going to have this same obstacle in this in their way yeah so if you have any words of wisdom on how to overcome that yeah i think um google is your best friend and that <laughs> seems like a, a very vague answer but really is the amount of answers that we found by simply researching or talking to people or picking up the phone or literally googling how to do xyz or how to calculate xyz it's been so helpful i think as long as you have the attitude that you know no matter what happens i'm going to find out the answer to this question some way or another you will find it you know, that all the information you possibly ever need is at your fingertips with social media, with Google, all these different things. So finding out the information is not a problem. So everyone will have the idea to find out whatever they need to know on the internet, but actually going and doing it is where the value is. Yeah. And I suppose it's, you're right that we have information overload, don't we? We have so yeah. much, we have access to so much information. So I suppose it's not necessarily searching for that, which is the difficult part, but it's filtering through it and identifying, yeah. you know, the value and, and yeah. the stuff that's perhaps not so valuable. For sure, yeah. So in terms of Get Up and Grow Girl, we have what I call the grow factor, which is basically what you think it is that makes that difference um, between being where we are and where we want to be, um, what it is that will cause us to grow yeah. to where we want to be. So I'd love to get your insight onto what you think the growth factor is. I'm not totally sure is the honest answer because we're not even a year old. So there's still a massive gap between where we are and where we want to be. So mm -hmm. in a weird way, we're also looking for that growth factor. But what we do know is that the harder we work, the more we stick to our plan uh, and the more long-term thinking that we can be, the better we perform. And we know that we've seen that going backwards and we can see that going forwards. So it's, by doing those three things that we're going to focus on building our company up. So that's our internal grow mechanism, if you will, or grow factor. Um, and we'll let you know how it goes. Amazing. Thank you so much for chatting with me. No problem. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. So where can people find you going on from here? So we're in a few super drug stores. We're in a few boot stores. We're in Revital, but we predominantly sell through herfreesoul.com. Um, we're also on Instagram at Free Soul Sisters, S-I-S-T-A-S, because we're extra edgy. <laughs> extra sassy. Exactly. Okay, perfect. So you know where to find him. I hope you guys enjoyed that little segment as much as I enjoyed sitting down and having that conversation. It was really interesting for me because I've been an acquaintance of Arjun for a while now, but 
and never actually heard the full story of how he came to fund, well, to found FreeSoul. So that was really interesting. And for me, the key takeaway was actually what he said about Google. I mean, obviously there was so much value in there. But for me, I think what he said shows that you don't need to know everything to get started or to put yourself out there and to try something. If the founder of a really successful brand can say, look, I didn't know everything, but that's what Google is for, then we can all take a step out of our comfort zone and and try something, whether or not we think we are the expert. We can just make use of all these resources that we're lucky enough to have around us to help us. So I will put all of the links in the show notes so that you can find Free Soul. And if you would like to connect with me, then you can do that on at Leela Jasmine on Instagram. And I'll also put that in the show notes so that you don't have to spell it out. Until next time, Grow Girls, goodbye. Thank you.